mic checks. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. We get to brand. I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rap room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 100. You know, say 1,002. We one, keep it uh, what? 1,002. Because, you know, we, we, we exponential <laughs> like that. Yeah, we got to change up. We got to change up. So on the Rant Room, uh, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always to get writers on the listening game, you know, talk about the craft, screenwriting, uh, stories, shit like that. Yes. So y'all hear her voice. Mm-hmm. That's my girl, it's Lisa been, Bola It's Kaja. been a while. I know it's been two it's, weeks, It's been girl. a minute. <laughs> um, Lisa Bola Kaja, y'all hear her voice. Yes. We call her, hey, John, we call her the street nerdist. The street nerdist. That's mm-hmm. right. Why we I call like you that? that? Because, you know, I can keep it girly if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you something to think about and uh-huh, give you that clap uh-huh. back. But at the same time, I can bring you some uh, sophisticated <laughs> academic lingo if that suits you. Yes, of course. Couple, she, if that's couple, you. Couple, 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 you know, on the I can go from switch. tea and incense to, like, uh, you know, uh, a pack of uh, malt liquor <laughs> and, uh, you know, some cool menthols uh-huh. <laughs> in a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I y'all hear I like these uh, So y'all hear her. That's Lisa Bulacaja. And again, I'm your boy, Hilliard Guest. So look, if you grown, let's get it in. Buckle up, people. So look, I am super excited today. Now, I have told y'all motherfuckers to stand up sometime. Yes, we can cuss on this show, John, so you can be ready. (laughs) (laughs) John, be cussing his butt off. Look. I was trying to clean my act up. I guess I got to worry about it. Oh, hell no. Not on this show. Look, they'd be mad if we didn't. Look. (laughs) So, look, I have told some of y'all motherfuckers to stand up, to clap, to applaud. Fuck that. We got freaking uh, royalty in the room right Mm -hmm. now. Okay. God, you go back to the 60s acting, right? Mm. Some shit? Mm, Not really. Yeah, you do. Uh, I got got the video. I got here. (laughs) Yeah, right. If you go to that, uh, what is that thing? IMDb? Yeah. Yeah. They got me way back. Yeah, it said in the 60s. I don't know why they they gave me those white folks. Oh, it wasn't you. I didn't start until 83. Oh, that's why I was I wondering why there's a big jump on the, on the IMDb. There's a, too. there's a couple of there's a couple there's a couple of white guys. One guy's name I just John was the ship. I know Jeff. Jeff. I just signed an autograph for him. Really? Well, they send the stuff to the house. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I said, well, yeah, what the hell? I put the that thing, and funny. they they've got the self addressed envelope, right. and so I sent it back. Right. The kid wanted it. He had a picture mm-hmm. of it. Right. I thought, well. I don't know where John Wesley's ship is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He used to go to the gym, too. Mm-hmm. He did? That's how I met him. He used mm-hmm. to play Flash. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's what this picture was mm-hmm. of right. him on Flash mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I... Guys, um, my name is John Wesley Houston. Oh, Houston. And when I came to town, uh, I, my first agent was the same agent of the director, mm-hmm. John Houston. Oh, really? That's how I met him. Uh-huh. Wow. 
Uh, <clears throat> so I had to change my name immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, upon signing. Right, right. Yeah. It was with the Paul Conner Agency. And uh, they told me, they said, John, we don't want any confusion with mm-hmm. the paperwork here. And, you know... I'll be goddamn if I didn't get a check of his. <laughs> Did you keep it though? Did you keep no, it? No, 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 no. So I get this check in the mail. A substantial amount of okay. money. I'm broke. You attempted, huh? I'm broke. <laughs> I got two girls I'm raising. So anyway, I look at the check and I look at it. Oh, shit. I said, I think I'm going to put this in my account. Okay, you know, right. let them uh-huh. figure it out. Now, mm-hmm. you. Well, it turns out I'd flipped the check around and the birth date was August 5. 1902. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, uh, shit. Uh. Well, it turns out uh, I had worked out the taper with an actor named John Randolph, mm. the wonderful actor, mm-hmm. uh, been blacklisted with Paul Robeson and whatnot. Okay. I called him, <coughs> and I said, John, aren't you working on Pritzi's Honor with uh, Houston? Said, yeah. I, and I told him I got his check. <laughs> this guy loved to laugh. Uh-huh. White guy. Uh-huh. He fell out. Like, what are you doing with this check? Yeah, I told him the whole story. He said, all right, so it's two things you can do. You can take this check back to SAG or Blue Cross, mm-hmm. or you can come and give it to him. Mm-hmm. I said, well, it's a no-brainer. Right. So he arranges it. So the next day I go to the they're shooting downtown here in Los Angeles, and uh, they've got a private set. Mm-hmm. And it's one of them sets where they have to peek through a little hole to see who you are right. before you get in. <laughs> so it's like a speakeasy <laughs> movie. Yeah, exactly. it's like a clone, clone set. set. <laughs> clone set. I'm like an old and, speakeasy. Yeah. And point of fact, I'd never seen anything like that. Okay. But they were shooting in an office, and they had like. Okay. So at any rate, I knock on the thing. They, yeah, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I'm John Wesley Houston. No, I said I'm John Wesley Houston. They said <laughs> that not a crew all knew. They fell out. Like, these are all white guys. They <laughs> fell out. Like, come on, come on in. You know. Come in. And so that. So anyway, they're shooting. Jack Nick. Jack is shooting Jack and and uh, his. He daughter. just calls him Jack. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his cousin. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, listen. I don't know the man. Uh-huh. I've met him though. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so they get a break. Mm-hmm. They cut. John comes out. John, John, come on, come on. So he takes me in the room. And he he says, John Houston, the. Famous director, mm-hmm. this is John Wesley Houston, <laughs> famous actor, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. So I looked at him and I said, uh, John, I've been the brunt of many a joke about you. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looked at me and he said, uh, well, why don't you grow a beard? <laughs> <laughs> now, needless to say, the whole crew fell out. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is a, a kind of a lesson for actors. A good director, mm-hmm. and he was one of the best. Yeah, definitely. He was directing from one of those recliners. Now the man, had, the man had aged. Yeah, he was old by that time, huh? But he was so relaxed on set. Interesting. He had his monitor there, mm-hmm. which he didn't look at. He watched the actors mm-hmm. act. Okay. And he was so beautiful. He printed everything. Mm-hmm. God damn, he's got Jack Nicholson, he's got his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know. So at any rate, um, <laughs> here's what he did for me. After we started, because as soon as I said that, mm-hmm. and everybody fell out laughing when he <laughs> said He started right away, so oh, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And how's you, I told him, I said, we're with the same agency, <laughs> Paul Conner. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, yeah, Paul came over here on the boat. On the boat. That's we <laughs> came over at the same time oh, in wow. the early, early. In other words, this guy was 
Guys, when you meet a brilliant and famous guy and mm -hmm. he immediately engages you, mm -hmm. you are empowered. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Okay. Your head starts to, you start mm -hmm. swelling up mm -hmm. a little. Because he's now con conversing with me about my family, my mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. He's gotten personal with mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Now, I've only been around for a little while, but I know that those movie sets, I see the suits walking okay. around looking at the clock. <laughs> right, okay. right. And me Every and this guy count. are having yeah. casual conversation <laughs> right. about whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I get wind of this, and this is the professional, and I say, uh, listen, John, <laughs> I tell you, I, I came here, I, I, I got to tell you why I came here, I got a check of yours. Mm -hmm. Now this guy, by the way, would never uh, hear your break eye contact really? with you. I swear to God, he put his eyes on you mm -hmm. and nobody else can come in. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, this is some powerful shit. Right. Yeah. And he, that's the way he rolled. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Some Bela Lugosi shit. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. God damn. <laughs> but, but he immediately let me know he treated me like a human being, not okay. like a black man mm -hmm. or a blue man or mm -hmm. anybody. And uh, he made it personal. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I reach in, I get this check. It's about $10,000. Wow. I get the check, and I, I hand him the check. Mm -hmm. He don't even look at the check here. He passes the check to <laughs> one of his flunkies. <laughs> they take the check. Because he's not going to break eye contact. Wow. And he finally says, I got to get you in this movie. Wow. Just okay. like that. Yes. Well, I had read the script. I didn't see no black people in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's like how are you gonna make this work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, but nonetheless, this is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah." I said, "It'd be nice, John. I read the script. There's no black people in it." <laughs> he said, "Hmm, yeah, hmm." I said, "Why don't we do the next one together?" Yeah. That's what we'll do. He said. Interesting. And the way he said it, I know he meant it. Mm -hmm. You know, he died mm. right as they were at the Oscars mm -hmm. for that movie, actually. Mm -hmm. Died in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. away. Oh, oh, okay. I've been very fortunate. Uh, uh, I'm a spiritual guy, so. Well, let's go back a little bit, if you don't okay. mind. Let's, yeah. let's talk about how, how you got, because I want to keep, I love these stories. These are great. I want to keep mm -hmm. doing them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> let's just go in, like, how, do you, how did you start acting? How did you move to L.A.? <laughs> You know, well, you know, that's what I was going to say. I have to get spiritual for a second because mm -hmm. it, this is all God's will. That's right. It's, I, I didn't want to be an actor at all. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an activist. Ah. Come out of the 70s. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a protester and a militant. My oh, no, race man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what we call him. Hey, black I'm on purpose. I'm a feminist over here. Miss Black like, on Purpose. Yes. That's right. I love it. She's right. Mm -hmm. I'm a black man. Right. Proud of it. But nonetheless, um, my BA, I have a BA in, from the University of San Diego. <gasps> what? Are you from USD? No, I went to SDSU, but I'm from San Diego. Okay, that's so, my home. Yeah. yeah that's Grew she up she just yeah. drove from San Diego yeah. this morning. Mm -hmm. Are you serious? <laughs> Just to meet you. Well, see? let me shift gears a second, then <laughs> we will go all the way back. That's all right. Um, actually, I was born in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, a place okay. called Booker T. Washington Court. Midwife had to bring wow. me in. Mm. I'm going to show you how history works. You mm. know, we think midwife, God, that was 100 years. No. <laughs> uh-uh. That's who brought me here. That's real but shit. At any yeah. rate, um, my dad was in the Navy. So he pulled us right out of the South, mm -hmm. and immediately I was a year old when we got to San Diego. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Navy base down there, yeah. That the, mm -hmm. used to be the Naval mm -hmm. Training Center. Mm -hmm. and he was a, uh, my dad was a brilliant, brilliant man. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's very important uh, as a young boy mm -hmm. to see your father, who he is. He, I was, uh, oh, <coughs> I don't know, maybe six or seven, something like that. And mm -hmm. He took me on the ship with him mm -hmm. and uh, took me in when he was a quartermaster. They read the dials and mm -hmm. took me up in this, put me on this stool so that I could look through the window and l literally see down on the deck. Hmm. He says, I've got something to do, son. I'll be right back. Maintain here. <laughs> yes, sir. I see. Mm. And then he puts me on the thing. Well, I'm looking around at all these dials and clocks. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> but then I look down, and I see they formed a group of men are standing at attention. And there's a guy walking by snatching their weapons. And my dad is there next to him with a clipboard. I'm only a little boy, but I see. In my mind, I said, shit, he must be kind of important. He ain't standing in that line. Right. He's with the guy. Right. I don't know who the guy is, right. but right. I can tell. Dad must be. I remember that being a kind of a, one of the proud moments as a little boy. Mm -hmm. okay. I remember okay. lifting my chest. Oh, my dad. He predicted everything that's happened to me at yeah. a very young age. Might be the age of three, I mm. think it was the early second year. He told me I was brilliant. Mm -hmm. He told me I could do anything I wanted. Just put my mind to it. That's mm -hmm. all I had to do. That was it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. How could I? Mm -hmm. Three years old. I didn't get it until about 30, 30 something. After mm -hmm. I'd made a few accomplishments mm -hmm. that were effortless led by God, and mm -hmm. I had nothing to do with it. Because mm -hmm. that's been the nature of my career. He's been leading me in a direction, a positive direction, because mm -hmm. I found some consciousness and a sense of purpose. Right. I didn't come here just to be a fucking actor. Right. I came here with, I wanted to make people look at us differently. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So when you, you brought your activist side to it. Right. right. Well, I found a way to do it with okay. my art. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're, we're, we're I, jumping all over the guy. Is that right? But anyway, to come back to San Diego, I had a great life there as a kid because mm. I was freed. My mother, we had 12 of us. Wow. My mother was a, a little country girl who had come <laughs> from the country. Mm -hmm. So, boy, get your ass on out of here. Right, right, right. And, and go and do what you need to do. Right. Get up out this house. Okay. I started working at five years old. I was, what? I was, well, I had older brothers and cousins, mm -hmm. and we were selling newspapers. Okay. And... Uh, I danced for nickels and dimes, mm -hmm. and I, I had a shoebox that I'd polish your <laughs> shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get some money okay. out your ass. Okay. We're, we're, we're not going to leave here, and I ain't got no money. Right, right. I've got three or four ways to okay. get it. <laughs> and I thank my mother to this day. I call her almost every day. But my conversation now is all thank you. Mm -hmm. Whatever looks I possess, the way I speak, mm -hmm. this is all genetic mm -hmm. and taught to me. I didn't develop mm -hmm. any of it. Mm -hmm. They guided me in a certain way, but it wasn't anything strict, and you had to do this. And so born, put me in Catholic school. Okay. Give me some values. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'd be a hooligan and a thug. <laughs> <laughs> you know, without any, I wouldn't give a fuck about nothing. Right, okay. right. But at any rate, uh, so they did good, if you mm -hmm. will. So I find myself, and, and to, to, to keep this in the spirit of uh, power that's greater than all of us, I, I, the reason I never wanted to be an actor mm -hmm. 
is because being an activist, I thought, well, what the fuck are you? We got a revolution going in. <laughs> you motherfuckers are going to be on some stage okay. acting a fool. Mm -hmm. We need you to carry a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He's out here acting, but he that secret the spook the sat by the door. You see like, what I'm saying? Need, stuff gonna go down right now. Y'all ready? Y'all ain't ready? That's that's all I'm saying. Now, now, in total honesty, mm -hmm. I'm a Vietnam vet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that may have played into my politics right. later, mm -hmm. right? Because I've seen how you do this. Mm -hmm. Right. You want some power? Mm -hmm. You get your weapon. Mm -hmm. True. I, 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 w I spent all of 68 in the Nam. One of the things that happened to me, I was 20. One of the things that happened, it's very interesting. Um, I didn't know what a man was hmm. until I'm carrying an M60 machine gun. I've got a 38 on my hip and a 16. Mm -hmm. You know, ain't nobody fucking with me about nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, say, please say something. So you see why the kids on the street think they're so right, tough, don't right, they? Right, mm -hmm. right. Uh -huh. right. Let me put this in context. I'd been in country seven, eight months. Mm -hmm. And I, I was on a, I spent a lot of time between the mess hall because I was a cook. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> oh boy, when I look back on it, I was also <laughs> a volunteer door gunner on one of those Hueys. Mm. I'd get on those and make a trip down to wherever every when I felt like it really. Mm -hmm. And of course, the door gunner was always glad to exchange roles. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <clears throat> but uh, anyway, so I come off the ship one day and I'm walking down to base camp, going to get me something to eat. And a brother comes to me. We used mm. to do that <laughs> ten minute handshake, you know, <laughs> bop bop, <laughs> boom boom, <laughs> zing zing. Right. You've touched everything, you know. <laughs> So brother and, number uh, one. Like. But this was our blackness, you uh -huh. know. So the brother comes up and he says, uh, hey, man. He says, hey, Sarge. He says, uh, they think they're talking about having a Klan rally here. What? Exactly. Hey, that's, what I, that's what hey, I said. Mom. That's wow. what I said. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Say what, my now, brother? Now, now, now wow. remember, I got all this artillery on me, and I really, but nonetheless, and he, Nonetheless, they ain't got no chill, do they? they? <laughs> I think this is some bullshit. Uh. So. <laughs> I, I said, brother, go on, get you something to eat, man. That ain't going to happen. Uh. And I go, and I, in fact, go and sit down and get me some, something to eat. And I'm heading back to my, my tent, mm. my, my hooch. <laughs> I'm headed back there, and I look up, and I swear to God this is true. You guys have seen the cowboy movies where the Indians come up on the ridge mm -hmm. just before they come down. Mm-hmm. As I'm walking, I look to my right, and because we were in this kind of enclave, mm -hmm. and there's brothers standing up on the top of this thing, probably about 20. And I look, and they are coming down really? in twos toward <laughs> me, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So I wait for them. We do the hooch, hooch, bang, <laughs> bang. <laughs> Brother says to me, he says, uh, here, y'all got a problem. Now. This guy's just trying. This is all. I said, mm -hmm. This is unfolding. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. I said, well, the brother told me they're talking about having a Klan rally. I didn't even get rally out. What in? They're having a Klan boot. <laughs> I mean, and I told him, I said, well, they hang out down at the motor pool. That's where the rednecks are. Mm -hmm. He said, all right, we got this. He said, you go on about your business, brother. Let us have this. <laughs> they're protecting me because mm -hmm. this is our company. Mm -hmm. I watched them. They walk, march down. Oh, this is a proud moment. They march down, <laughs> surrounded the tent. Mm -hmm. 
And they were tied down on these stakes. And I saw them untying the stakes <laughs> from where I was watching right. this. I'm not close up on mm -hmm. it, but I can see them. Right. Maybe across the right. street. And um, two brothers walked in. And apparently these white boys called, what you niggas want in here? Mm -hmm. Whatever they said. Mm -hmm. The brothers was trained on them with those weapons. Wham! Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. this. Mm -hmm. They're surrounded. Right. And uh, the brother told the white boy, because this guy told him, said, listen, you guys, you guys want to get home? You'll be getting home in a body bag with here any shit like this. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Right, here. Right. We didn't tolerate no shit. Okay. <laughs> Waste your fucking okay. ass. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you're already in the warrior mode. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. For me, war, and I won't talk long on this, but it was a big gang fight mm -hmm. with heavy artillery, weapons, jets. Mm -hmm. But it was all about how to kill a motherfucker. Right. Mm -hmm. Be first. It, right. It right. was the first place I got my political consciousness. It was a woman from Hanoi mm. would do a propaganda radio thing, would come into our base mm -hmm. on loudspeakers sometimes. And uh, one time she said, you black men, we know you don't want to be here fighting us. The white man done made you do that. <laughs> and I'm telling you this. I'm okay, and the Vietnamese woman like, look, let me tell y'all what's up. <laughs> this is what <laughs> we school you. You're telling us this from North, uh, North Vietnam. Mm -hmm. I've got just enough awareness to know she's telling the goddamn truth about mm -hmm. how my people are treated. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening. And she said, you know, and that's the first time I ever heard of the concept Third world people. Uh -huh. She said, we are third world people. The same guy running over you, running over me. Mm. Mm. Now, I'm in the military, mm -hmm. but I'm not a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And I'm <laughs> hearing what she's saying. I mm -hmm. can't do anything about it. Right. I'm a committed soldier. Sure. But I sure as the fuck heard her. Mm -hmm. And that was my first kind of awareness. Right. That, hey, that, this thing that I'm later going to become clearer on mm -hmm. started then, mm -hmm. of all places, <coughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, now, how long were you over there? Third year. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So, so when I got out, I decided, you motherfuckers owe me. So they, they had given me a college education. Okay. Give me a house mm -hmm. and some dental work. I mm -hmm. took full advantage of all mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. I said, you motherfuckers owe me. <laughs> I'm getting my shit. Right. Now, you're talking at that time to a high school dropout. I dropped out in the 11th grade. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. okay. See? Um, well, now I'm going to give you something you really can chew on. <laughs> 68, I was in Nam. By late 69, I was on my way to prison. Really? Well, what happened there? You remember that? Well, when I got home, I'd been married at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd been sending all my money home to my wife. Really? She's spending all that money. Really? And by the time I get home, I ain't got shit. Yeah. And then, you know, I've been planning while yeah. I'm there. I'm going to get me a new Cadillac. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to relax. Okay. Everybody got to get that deuce in the corner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> shit. You know, shit, I'm 20, 21. You uh -huh. know, damn. When I get home, my, my shit's raggedy. She's mm -hmm. been sleeping with somebody else. Oh, okay. Just kind of crushed me, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, we split up very quickly. And 
I, I had been a singer in San Diego of some note and had developed a reputation. People saw my talent long before I even knew what talent was. Mm -hmm. Other people saw it. I never, I never knew, and I would say this to black people, mm. <laughs> I never knew there was a, a, a premium or that you could make money with your talent. Mm. I didn't know how you could do, I didn't know what that, how you translate right, that. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. How does that, I thought you had to get a job or study or whatever. Sure. I've come to know that mm -mm, the, uh, it's all about you. You and your authenticity. Because okay. we're different. Mm -hmm. right? Uh, so your shit is just as legitimate <laughs> as mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is something we don't quite uh, get. Right. When God created us, he made us perfect. Hmm. Yeah, we just messed it up. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> we don't recognize. We don't recognize. Right, right. <laughs> right. Uh -huh. and, and when I see perfection, I don't mean in so much in the spiritual sense. As I look at you here, your, your mm -hmm. beautiful body. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, you work on it. Mm -hmm. it shit didn't just happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see your ass in that gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. You sure do. But, he, but yeah. here is what I am saying. Mm -hmm. That if you go to any biology, biology classes or just... The body is miraculous in that it can heal itself. Absolutely. It is amazing what the body... And you're born with that. Mm -hmm. You ain't got shit to do with it, mm -hmm. but maintain it. Mm -hmm. right. That's what I'm speaking about. Okay. So that this is the stuff that, that we are all gifted. Mm -hmm. It's a question of what is your gift. Right. And we flounder about. I certainly did for, didn't become an actor when I was in 30, maybe 30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Guys, this is ridiculous. I went to... Um, it was 1969, that same year that I was about to go to prison. Mm -hmm. What had happened was a fellow came by. I was, cr I was cruising up the street, and he yelled out, man, Johnny! Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because I'm kind of known then. Right. And the guy's walk, he needs a lift. So I get him in the car, and the guy called him the Reverend Mason Williams. <laughs> and he was a gangster, really, but I didn't know any of mm -hmm. this. I'm giving we call him the Reverend out of respect, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> when I tell you how smooth this motherfucker was, <laughs> but at any rate, so uh, I'm giving him a ride home. Where he knows me. He mm -hmm. knows something about my family and uh, all of that. And so just before we get to his house, he says, John, can we stop at the Safeway here? I want to stop in and get me some fruit. <laughs> you can wait in the car for me. Mm -hmm. I pull on in. Sure enough, he goes in. I'm playing my eight-track tape deck in the car. <laughs> you know, relaxing. Know. Did you get your lactose? Did you get the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> you know, I got a cool car. <laughs> anyway, so the brother comes out. Sure enough, he's munching on these grapes and so forth. Gets in the car. We take off, go a couple of blocks. He says, make a right here, John. I take the right. I suddenly noticed him casually look over his shoulder. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really paying attention to this. We get to his house. He pulls his shirt open. Bales of money what? come out of his shirt onto his, you know, on its lap and what. Mm -hmm. It's all banded up. Hmm. And I look, what the fuck? Hmm. He's a sneak thief who carries a, a, a screwdriver and he knew how to get into, we used to have these money order booths okay. where you didn't have to stand in the line. Mm -hmm. You go to the booth and get your money. Mm -hmm. He knew how to jimmy that drawer and get the money. Really? 
So now, anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm at this guy's. He shows me this money. Mm-hmm. He's got four, five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Motherfucker cuts this money out, gives me half of the money. Really? <laughs> in 70 or 60. This is for giving him right. a ride, right. okay? I said to him then, anytime you need a ride, call <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and in 69, that was a lot of money, wasn't it? That's a whole lot of money now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was, oh, Jesus. Since I never, ever stole anything or did anything mm-hmm. like that, I'm thinking, well, I can get a motherfucker right. I ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Did not know, no, 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 motherfucker. Now you in it. Mm. You're in the ex- driver. That's exactly you're an what accessory. Yeah. You're an accessory. Exactly. So anyway, this is November of '69. By the way, I got out of the army November '68. November '69, I'm on my way to San Diego City mm-hmm. Jail, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> running with this guy, and the police pull us over, and now they've. And it turns out, guys, that this guy mm-hmm. and a group of other guys had this indictment they came down with had 17 felony counts on the motherfucker. Right. Now, wow. you're talking to somebody who ain't never been in no trouble wow. at all. <laughs> I, don't, I looked at the things that they can't be talking to they me. They can't be talking about I, me. I ain't done shit. Yeah. Bro, just went and got some grapes. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to an A-track. Right. <laughs> I ain't done shit. I'm in the cut relaxing. <laughs> well, it turns out, of course, I'm an accessory and I'm mm-hmm. part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wind up. Now, I'm sitting in the city jail, and there's a fellow there named Chucky Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> the skinny nigga was a <laughs> speed freak. <laughs> Chucky Cheese. Sounds like San Diego. <laughs> Chucky Cheese. He's on his way back to prison for a parole violation. He knows me. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that people knew me because I was terrified coming into the oh, jail. Yeah, right, right. And this big old nigga, huge, <laughs> comes in. He's Johnny. Johnny Houston. Yeah, man. I try to toughen up. Yeah, man. <clears throat> you know. He's <laughs> trying to act tough. And he said, man, what you doing in here, man? I saw these motherfuckers fucking with me, man. Oh, yeah, come on in, man. Hey, you don't worry about a goddamn thing. I got you covered, baby. Don't worry about shit. I know who you is. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you want some pussy? I got that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, thank you. (laughs) But but anyway, this guy's putting protection on me Mm -hmm. the moment I walk in. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? But get to Chucky. God bless his heart. He was an angel sent to me by God. Hmm. I'm I'm in the cell with him. And so he says to me one day, he said, Johnny, he said, man, you ain't going to be alone. He said, you ain't never done nothing. He said, you're a war hero. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, motherfuckers, are gonna let you out, man. Let me see what you do. When you, as soon as you get out of here, mm-hmm. you go and you check in at City College. Don't you never, ever look back. Mm-hmm. Gave him some game. Mm-hmm. Hey, I went to San Diego City College. Where I went to state. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had to go there to learn how to study. Yeah, but I heard it. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, they let me. They did. They started mm-hmm. throwing that shit out on mm-hmm. me. They didn't fucking with me. I ain't done shit. Mm-hmm. I wind up making some kind of little deal with him, and I get out. I guess it must have took me six months. I'm checking in the city college. And I remember now, I didn't dropped out, but I'm still, I'm checking in the city college. Right, <laughs> right. And I never did look back, mm-hmm. because that's where it all started, right. at city college. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was going out, <laughs> guys, this is the 70s, we wore 
those boots with the, <laughs> you know, the, they make you taller, yeah. and we had the bell-bottom pants and so forth. And, and platforms. <laughs> platforms, yeah. And I'm a player. Don't ask me how I know that, though. So, um, you a player? You're a player. I'm a, hey, I'm did you know my mama? You're from, you from, you from the Himalayas. <laughs> I'm from the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I'm going to get See, in there. We're going to get in the market. Trust me. Trust me. So anyway, um, this is a Friday night. My sister has asked me to give her a lift downtown. There's a black director who's directing a piece mm-hmm. at the Old Globe Theater. Oh, love that theater. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, guys, I'm driving a Corvette in those days. So I already got <laughs> my woman. Player, like okay. you said. I, I, I already got my woman in the car. And I don't like riding three people in my car. <laughs> but I'm going to give you a lift because yeah. you're my sister. Anyway, uh-huh. I get her downtown, get her to the parking lot. I say, okay, honey, you got a ride? She says, I'll be okay. I say, you <laughs> sure? She says, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. So, okay, I'm starting my car. My woman. Says, what are you, what, John? What are you, what are you doing? I see. I'm gonna stop short of the B word, <laughs> but I wanted to say, bitch, didn't you hear what you? Did? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I did say, what? What are you saying? Didn't you hear what you? I just asked her, can we please just go in and make sure she's okay? Just, we don't have to stay long. I know you're hungry, right? And I know how you get. Mm-hmm. So just, just please for me. Can we do this? Oh, God damn. Come on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so I walk up in this place. He walked in there okay. looking like super fly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about I got my hat with the big feather. <laughs> Where's my daddy? Okay. <laughs> hey, that's the way it is. Well, yeah. So uh, I get in the room and I hear this voice. I remember, I didn't know what an actor was. I turned to my mom and said, God damn, that guy must be a real actor. Hmm. It's James Avery. Oh. You oh, guys wow. know him as of Uncle course. Phil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's auditioning for this part. Mm-hmm. I come up in the room. The director spots me and immediately sends his flunky over with mm-hmm. the, to get the specifics on me. <laughs> so the guy comes over and I say, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. My sister's here. She's here to audition. Go get her. Don't... Uh, I'm not here for this. So uh, he goes back to the director. The director stands there. Hey! <laughs> he says, you! I, me? <laughs> yeah, you. What, you don't want to read for my play? No, I don't. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Talking about, like, uh, re- turning down the call okay, like. of, the, of, the, of your journey. <laughs> I, I said, no. You are not heating the call, John. <laughs> no, not at all. My sister's here. <laughs> She wants to read for your play. I'm on my way to dinner. I got my woman here, and we ain't got time for this. <laughs> That's what I tell him. Uh, he ain't going for that. And James Avery sitting like, um. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. In those days, Avery, I don't know what to make of Avery in those days. <laughs> We were worried. He had the voice, though. Well, we were worried about Avery, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, this guy, though, Dr. Floyd Gaffney. Gaffney, yay! Oh, yeah. I know, it's from Dr. Yeah. Okay. Old school San Diego, Old school. the, the plays mm-hmm. and all the theater in San he Diego. He introduced yes. black theater. We had none yes. until Floyd. Yes. Okay. So now, um, he keeps grilling me, and finally my woman tugs on my sports coat <laughs> and gives me the, we're, we're here, may as well read. Mm-hmm. 
claps in your <laughs> stomach rumbling. I am ready to punch okay. this woman in the face. She done talked me into going in here. Now you got me reading in this motherfucker. God bless her for doing it. Ooh, I owe her so much. At any rate, so I read this part. He sets it up, tells me what I'm doing. I read the part. I know nothing about acting at all. And he says to me, I want you to come tomorrow to this callback. Huh? Okay, so I come to the callback. Avery is there. Yeah. I say to myself, why am I here? Because mm -hmm. Avery was brilliant in, mm -hmm. with that voice mm -hmm. even then. Mm -hmm. This is 72. Okay. Uh, anyway, this is a play called uh, Macbeth, and it's a, it's a play on Macbeth, but it's a, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the play, the style of the piece, because it's an absurd, oh, it's an absurdist oh, okay. piece. <clears throat> and the guy that's playing Macbeth is shaped like Avery, got a pot belly, mm -hmm. a receding hairline. Mm -hmm. And the guy casts me in the role because I look like a young prince, which <laughs> is precisely <laughs> the opposite. Interesting. That's what absurdity mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So he cast me in this piece. I'm so, <laughs> well, I don't have any experience as an actor. We start rehearsals. And I remember pointing my finger at this guy, and I had my thumb up in the air, you know, like <laughs> I'm <laughs> taking a shot at like, someone. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the director hollers at, John, John, what are you, what are you doing? That's <laughs> what I'm pointing here at Hilliard. <laughs> he said, what? Why are you shooting at him? That's <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying. Put your thumb down. <laughs> I put the thumb. That's how you point at somebody. Mm. That's mm. what he had to teach me. Right, though. right. I didn't even know how to walk. Mm. He would do the walk. Mm. I would imitate it. So right. Well, between him and God, it was so great that when we did, did the play, I got good notices. Mm. And got nominated for best supporting actor. <laughs> okay, and First you play, and love. you was bitching about coming up in here because you had a meal uh -huh. you had to get to. You was dressed fly. I still ain't convinced with none of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's only had a career okay. for fifty years. Yeah, yeah. It's like so <laughs> so what happens is there's a couple of guys who have started an actor's training program at La Jolla. Hmm. Arthur, Dr. Arthur Wagner was one of them. And they came to see the production. Mm -hmm. And they, I'm the first black man to graduate from that production. But the thing is, they came to make an offer to me, mm. a fellowship yeah. to study acting. Now, guys, I've already been to, accepted into two or three law schools. Mm. And I'm trying to get into Bolt Hall at Berkeley <laughs> right, with right. them brilliant niggas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Okay. Ain't no affirmative action, <laughs> my ass. Be right with These the Panthers. These motherfuckers are okay. ace. Okay. <laughs> Cornell West cousin. Okay. That's right. Okay. And there was only seven or eight of them. I had a meeting up there. And um, they told me if I got in, mm -hmm. they were all there to protect one another. Mm -hmm. Some beautiful black people in those days I ran into. Mm -hmm. Loyal, conscious, they had consciousness. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. knew the struggle. Right. But at any rate, uh, so, uh, guys, Floyd comes to me and he says, John, they want to give you, they want to offer you a fellowship. These guys want to meet with you. And uh, what, Oh, no, he said, what are you going to do next year? I said, I'm going to law school. <laughs> he said, uh, 
well, these guys want to offer you a fellowship. You started yakking. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, wouldn't, cur- I wouldn't curse around. <laughs> weren't that disrespectful. Uh-huh. I said, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, they want to see you. They want to meet with you. And he explained to me the program was a two-year program. Mm-hmm. I'd get an MFA at the end of it mm-hmm. and all of that. Well, I'm not convinced of any. I go home. That same woman tugging on my sports <laughs> coat. So I walk in. I say, you know what these motherfuckers want to do? Bunch <laughs> <laughs> of fucking idiots. <laughs> Offering me a fellowship to study acting. <laughs> she says, uh, and by the way, guys, I'm a kind of a, um, for lack of a better term, I'm kind of a savage. And uh, I've got, I'm kind of, I don't have any class. Uh, <laughs> Short, short fuse, and had no respect. Un- uncouth. <laughs> you no respect, and, 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 and not much respect for women, mm-hmm. especially if you're my woman. Mm-hmm. You, you conform or get the fuck out. I didn't know any yeah. better. Yeah. At any rate, so she says, uh, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, they want to offer me some kind—I don't know—some kind of fellowship." And she, "Can I ask you a couple of questions?" She said. And again, I give her the look. All right, bitch. <laughs> you know, don't go there. She says, oh, so what is this thing all about? And I explain it to her. And she says, so, so what are you going to do to, get, to pay for law school? And again, I want to use the B word. Mm-hmm. I say, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work, study, whatever. I don't, don't know how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. She, she says, uh, mm. Let me, let me, can I offer a suggestion? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to look again? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's really on dangerous ground. Mm-hmm. God bless her heart. Mm-hmm. She's the mother of my children. Mm-hmm. God bless her, because mm-hmm. I'm unreasonable mm-hmm. and volatile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, um, she says, uh, so how long is the program? I said, two years. And they're going to pay for everything? Our house notes, car notes, everything. I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she so says, well, couldn't you just take that fellowship? It's only two years. You could do that. Finish up. Come out. You could teach in the daytime. Go to law go school. Go at night. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, that made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I said, hmm, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. What she was saying mm-hmm. had its practical value. Mm-hmm. So uh, sure enough, I, I, I go into this program. It was the most challenging thing I've ever had because my BA is in political science, and so I didn't know what you guys were talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Actors talk, language, mm-hmm. right. plays, right. Chekhov, Shakespeare. I didn't know none of that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was hard. But what they saw, ladies and gentlemen, was... They saw the talent mm-hmm. long before I saw it. Mm-hmm. That's what this offer was about. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so what they did the first year, they knew I had to catch up. Started sending me in different directions with mm-hmm. books on the theater and so forth. And I was studying uh, Stanislavski and mm-hmm. the method and uh, the first year and voice and dance. I take ballet. Mm-hmm. See, this is the type of shit I'm telling you. This is why I always hire theater right. actors when I'm shooting shows. Right, right. Because I want somebody who knows their body, mm-hmm. understands. Mm-hmm. Can you move upstage? Where's mm-hmm. upstage? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Upstage, well, downstage, left, right. right. I keep, right. I keep, telling, I keep <laughs> telling actors. I don't, 
don't know if you're an actor unless I see you in something. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about television. Mm -hmm. I got to see you on stage, mm -hmm. really, before I see you on television. Mm -hmm. That's how I know you're a real actor. <laughs> Otherwise, I just think you're a personality and got you a couple of jobs, mm -hmm. yeah, and you look right. good, and there you go. Right. Mm -hmm. You got a good agent and all that other mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, boy, mm, you've opened a can of worms here. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep this online. So anyway, I go in and I do the first year. We get to the end of the first year. My brother is killed six bullets in the back of his head. Wow. Close range. Mm -hmm. Drug deal. Mm -hmm. Right at the time when I'm right at the critical juncture of my own, I'm at, mm, I've got to do a play and the director is a black director. Mm -hmm. We've got to do this play to let to stick in the program, because mm -hmm. really ain't done shit but mm -hmm. studied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you got to show up with it, and he picked the play Slow Dance on the Killing Ground. I don't know if you guys know I've this. Heard of it. Mm -hmm. it made mm -hmm. Clarence Williams the third famous. Okay. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, with this happening, I take off, fuck some school. Mm -hmm. I got to take care of my family. We get threats on the family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally out of, or in and out of class, about two weeks. Mm. So what happens is, I come back to class now, we put him in the ground, and my Dr. Gaffney comes to me and says, John, come to me, come to the office. How many classes have you missed? I don't even know. Mm. I said, I don't know. He says, John, you are in graduate school. You only can miss one class. What? One. Wow. Before they could throw you out. <laughs> Understand what I'm saying? Even with yeah. bereavement? It didn't matter. That wouldn't cover? Oh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, didn't know. I didn't know any of this. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. Mm -hmm. And right away, I said, thank you, Father. <laughs> I always say, thank you, Father, because mm -hmm. obviously he was protected. They could have. They didn't. Mm -hmm. But my ability to stay there predicated on this play. Well, guess what, guys? I didn't know my lines, and I'm the lead in it. <laughs> and I've got tons of lines. Oh, yeah. <sighs> One of the professors came to a rehearsal, mm -hmm. and he knew I didn't know my lines. He went back and told all the staff, this play is not going to happen, because I, I, I think I had a week and a half to pull this all Ooh, together. You're right before hell week. This is what this power of God. So, but what anyway? He went back and told all the, the other professors this wasn't going to happen because John don't know his lines. Mm -hmm. Benny, Benny ambushes. Oh, Benny ambushes. Yeah, mm -hmm. God bless him. I just. Ooh, I wish I'd have brought Aoife with me. Mm -hmm. This Intazaki's sister. Because I didn't know the format of what mm -hmm. you right. guys are about. Mm -hmm. She'd already weighed in on this. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't bring her. <laughs> She's brilliant, and mm -hmm. she'd already. Anyway. So, um, so I said, oh, shit. So Benny says to me, John, listen, we know what happened. And I empathize with, I sympathize with, you know. Every time you see Pete, and the white girl, just run your lines with them. That's mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And when I see you, we'll run lines. Mm -hmm. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. Opening night, I had a speech. Mm. 
10 minutes into the play, and I was supposed to spew out some statistics. They were homicides mm -hmm. that had happened around the nation. And I had to do it as though I were a computer. You had 255. It was like that. About a page and a half of that shit. I smoked it. Really? We're 10 minutes into the play. They started an ovation. Really? <laughs> right then. We're only 10 minutes into the play. Mm -hmm. And I'm already getting an ovation because mm -hmm. they're going, Jesus, look at this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. By the time we finished the play, we were brilliant. Mm -hmm. Absolutely spectacular. I was then king of the campus. You know? <laughs> Don't be fucking with John Wesley about shit. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker know what he's doing. Right, <laughs> right. This is, again, I, 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 I say this in a joking way, mm -hmm. but I knew it was the power of God. I knew it. That's the only way this could happen. Mm -hmm. None of this could happen. You see, guys, I've shared with you already, I've been fighting against it. Right. But God is moving me <laughs> against my will. He's sending messengers my way with messages and putting me on a track that I'll only know mm -hmm. later, much right. later. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, so, so was there like a long gap then from the 70s? Did, did, did you just stay in theater before you finally moved to L.A. to do yeah, television? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm close now to when, when I came here. Okay. Because um, I did my second year I didn't even get to graduate. I had offers, job offers. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to skip past this too fast. I had to study Shakespeare with a guy named Eric Christmas, a little mm. short guy from Britain. Mm -hmm. And um, he had watched me the first year with Dr. Wagner. He was a gentle, thank God for him. He was gentle. I was mm -hmm. insecure. I mm -hmm. didn't know any. And all of my peers were BFAs from Stanford, mm -hmm. and they... These were some, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. 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 But he was so good as a teacher mm -hmm. to me. And if I fucked shit up, I never knew it. Because he always called it just a choice. You, mm -hmm. you can't do anything but make choices. You can't do anything in right or wrong in mm -hmm. acting. Mm -hmm. It's about your choices. Mm -hmm. I suppose that applies to life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? As he yeah. gives us a stern look, yeah. like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But at any rate, um, now the second year I've got to study with Eric. Eric, to his credit, I don't know. They must have solved this militant nigga, and I scared <laughs> him. Because mm -hmm. he called me and said, come, walk with me. Mm. I walk with him to his office. Now listen, John, I'm going to be tough on you. But I don't want you to take it personal. <laughs> don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. It's a goddamn good thing he warned me. Because I'm listening. And right. I'm saying, Why is he talking to me like He's about I, to bring it to you. He's about to bring it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he is letting, and, and it, it does get personal. Yeah. Especially when you're insecure. Right. Yeah. A little bit of this is uh, we were working on the play Love's Labor's Lost, mm. and I had a line that said, God dig you den all, which is the Duke's own purchase, uh, person. I said Duke, right? Mm -hmm. Well, shit, this guy used to stand on one of those apple boxes so he'd be a little taller. <laughs> he, he jumped off that app. John, John, he says, can you read? <laughs> I said, well, sure I can. Now, see, you're taking it personal. 
He says, when's the last time you had your eyes examined? <laughs> Guys, I never had my eyes examined. <laughs> but I made it up. Well, actually, I did it last year, I say. Mm-hmm. He says, what was the prognosis? <laughs> <laughs> I said, 2020. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. Mm-hmm. I come back in. God dig you, Denol. Which is the Duke? So I'm starting to get a little embarrassed <laughs> and a little peeved. Mm-hmm. Again, guys, I'm short fused, and mm-hmm. I don't know you. You don't know me, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'll knock your little ass out. <laughs> but nonetheless, like I say, he done told me, don't take right. it. You got a little hood in you. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to let this. Anyway, he, I come back in, and I fuck the line up again. Guys, all he's trying to get me to say is, which is the Duke's Duke. Not Duke. Dukes. Mm. That's all he's trying to get Mm -hmm. from me. Because that's the way it's pronounced. I don't know any of it. So he jumps off the thing. John, when you go home with the script, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, I I try to figure out what I'm saying and then try to figure out how to say it. He turns to the class and says, you see, you see, John, John wants to work. He doesn't know how. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's go back. Let's try it again. <laughs> now, by this time, I am now starting to get kind of angry. <laughs> you confronted me off. Okay, mm-hmm. in front of everybody, right. too. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? I'm starting to move yeah. there. So then I come back in the room. God dig you then, all. I'm just right. starting to show up. Which is the, he jumps up. Ow! Fuck this. He says, <laughs> let's all go home. John is going to embarrass us. <laughs> you hear what he's doing here? Class is dismissed. We're done. That's it. Bump, boom. Hmm. That's how he do. Really? Now the whole, all the group of my peers uh-huh. <laughs> gather around me mm-hmm. with condolences. Really? <laughs> John, 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 we know you don't know Shakespeare. You know this. Don't. Please, please don't. Uh, <laughs> Well, they were really bolstering me up, and I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. I really did want to punch this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, thank God for that guy. You see, he had been a fairly successful actor here in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He had a great career here, but he was a full professor at UC, okay. and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. But he would come here and do episodic right. work. I even worked with him later. But nonetheless, what he was teaching me, guys, was how to get out of myself mm-hmm. and to take on other characters mm-hmm. that are d- different from you. Mm-hmm. And little did I know, when you're a good-looking black man, mm-hmm. you're in trouble here. Mm-hmm. We already got Denzel. We don't need any of you other motherfuckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we had Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We only give you all one at a time. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Right. Get that out your head. Okay. That ain't going to happen. We're going to have 30 of them motherfuckers. <laughs> so now, and I'll take you to the specifics of this. Um, James Avery and I started a theater company. So I had to backtrack it. Well, no, I, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm in sequence. So anyway. What year um, are we in? What about? We're in 77. All right. And... Uh, He's n- uh, by the way, I wound up being <laughs> one of the top actors in that play because mm-hmm. he rode me and he, he mm-hmm. really made me get it right. Sure. 
I couldn't fuck around. So James was like one of your best friends. Uh, He's my closest and dearest friend. Mm -hmm. I I was a terrible loss to him. We'd been 40 years. We'd been been broke together. and Mm -hmm. We became kind of famous together. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean fame in the sense of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. We, oh, thank you, Father, for allowing me to be an activist because, and I'm I'm coming to it. I got a job offer before I could even graduate to come to to Kansas City, mm-hmm. and uh, I picked that. I had three or four offers, and I took Kansas City because I liked. There was a woman named Dr. Pat McElrath, and I liked her, and so mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I went mm-hmm. there, and I worked with a, a director, a play called Morning Star. It was a famous New York director named Hal Scott, mm-hmm. young gay dude, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I worked with him. And uh, and he brought me to New York, but and nonetheless, we were working one day to give you the specifics a little bit. So I had in the play, and somewhere in the play, I had to call a white woman a bitch. <laughs> so we're two weeks into rehearsal. I'm in Middle America. I'm saying, just I go to the director. <laughs> I said, Scotty, help me out here. I said, Jeez, uh, I'm calling a white woman a bitch here. <laughs> and his his this was a lesson for me. He says, Yeah, well, you'll get it. And when you do, you're going to stop the whole house. And he <laughs> walked away. <laughs> wow, that's progressive. Get back, get back to work. What's your problem? Precisely. You're an actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baby, best <laughs> lesson I could have ever got. Uh-huh. But at any rate, so he walks, maybe a day goes by, two days. I am frustrated. Mm-hmm. I throw the line away. Ah, you bitch. Well, the cast fell out laughing. <laughs> I said, oh, shit, there it is. I put that in it just as he predicted. Mm-hmm. Every time I called her that, the house went to full ovation. Mm-hmm. Just as he had said. Mm-hmm. Well, she had earned that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The house wanted me to do okay. that. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he invited me to New York. Anyway, I went there. And let me fast forward a little bit. I come back to California. And James Avery and a woman named Anasa Briggs and Dr. Gaffney are st- they, they, they started a company called Rainbow Repertory. <laughs> and um, I come in and they call me into the family, so mm-hmm. to speak. And uh, we start doing some of Floyd's plays mm-hmm. around and so forth. Well, this is now 79, 78, 79, something like that. And um, Anasa, the brains of the outfit, has put in... A, to the to CETA to fund us. Mm. So we've got funding for the theater company. Mm-hmm. We never had any of that. Sure enough, they give us $244,000 wow. funding on the condition <laughs> that John Wesley is artistic and producing director. Yeah. Well, I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> 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 so, uh, at any rate, now we're so I'm running the theater company, and we've hired actors, guys. In those days, Cedar, I they we had no money for production. We had no. This was only paychecks. Mm-hmm. We could pay our actors six hundred and thirty dollars a month, mm-hmm. which was huge dollars when you weren't getting any right, money, no money at all per month. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> So anyway, one of my the bookkeeper guy came to me one day. He said, John, I got the perfect play for you and Avery. I said, oh, really? And he brings us Athel Fugard's Sizwe Bonzi is Dead and The Island. Mm. I give Avery The Island. I take Sizwe Bonzi's The um, 
madly in love. And mm -hmm. for me, this political man, mm -hmm. oh shit, this is anti-apartheid. Oh shit, right, right. I done found my shit. Right. <laughs> Finally, right. I can get my politics into my art right. without having to pay a penalty. Mm -hmm. Follow? Mm -hmm. We put the play on at Samuel, got very nice notices. I'm sitting around the office one day, and I said to Avery, I said, you know, we, we should tour these plays, man. We, sh we, we should think about doing a little tour with them. Avery just kind of, he always was nonchalant. He says, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make an intro letter. I'm going to put these reviews in it, and I'm going to send it off to all the colleges in California. Mm -hmm. 27 it was, state colleges. Mm -hmm. I get three bookings, hmm. UC Irvine, UC Santa Barbara, and UC Davis. Oh, okay. We do the Irvine gig. We do the Santa Barbara gig. Now we got to go to Davis. Just before I get there, I get a call from the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, the hmm. producing director, Jerry Turner. He's heard about us. Mm -hmm. He wants to come and see us when we come to Davis because we're up north. I don't know who he is. I don't know the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> it wasn't then. Okay. We, we broke that motherfucker oh, okay. in. Mm -hmm. But anyway, there's no black people to me and Avery show. Yeah. We were going to never be like that no more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, no. We wasn't fucking around. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he comes to see us at Davis, mm -hmm. approaches me, and makes an offer for us to come straight to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. These plays intact, they want to put them right into the repertory mm -hmm. and give us Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, now, when you say Shakespeare and James Avery, mm -hmm. Fuck all y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love y'all, mm -hmm. but give me some Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. Avery. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so we, he's talking. I'm. I got a company. I'm running. Mm -hmm. I can't just jump up and. I said, well, so we we decide we're going to exchange, and I take this idea home. So on the way back, I'm talking to Avery. We don't know Oregon, <laughs> so we're talking amongst each other, and we said, so what did they do up there? <laughs> I don't know. They're a bunch of lumberjacks and shit. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. We certainly don't know the Oregon Shakespeare. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's a bunch of evergreens so, up there. So we actually get a little nervous about this. So by the time we get back, say, get a map, man. Let's take a look and see where this place is. <laughs> mm -hmm. It ain't on the map. <laughs> I'm saying, what the fuck is it? Mm -hmm. What? What's happening here? <laughs> hold on, but hold on, hold on. To, to, my, to the listeners, all you 22-year-olds know, motherfuckers, there was no internet back then. There was no MapQuest. <laughs> okay. There was mm. only the, uh, what is it, the Thomas Guide mm. Atlas. Yeah, oh, no. And you had to read a map and figure it, it out. You had to fold, right. you had to fold that big-ass motherfucker. A5, That's right. B7, and match up the point. That's see. right. <laughs> so anyway, we, right. Look, we, we, we don't find it, and I'm starting to get nervous here. So he calls. Makes his, I pass on this thing. Makes this, makes the offer. I pass. He comes back with another offer. I pass on that. I want him to bring the money up. Mm. I've decided we're going to do this, mm -hmm. and I've informed people that we're we're going to be leaving <coughs> to go to Oregon with me and Avery. Man, we get to Oregon. 
me and this nigga become international really? stars. Why? <laughs> Why? The Oregon Shakespeare Festival has never dealt with anything political, mm -hmm. and they got these two political niggas, mm -hmm. and we are the smash hit. <laughs> they're coming from <laughs> Australia. They're that coming from all over the world mm -hmm. to see these two niggas mm -hmm. in that little, we used to have the Black Swan Theater mm -hmm. to see us because this was new. Right. <laughs> they just did Shakespeare. I know. <laughs> so Avery and I began, and now, now, guys, remember, I had started the tour. Well, people started making offers to me. So when they, we closed down at the end of the season, me and Avery were back on the road. Mm. I done booked us into Oregon, into Washington, mm -hmm. into Nevada. Mm -hmm. These offers have come to me. And I'd so we would leave and go on the road, come back to Ashland to do Ashland, what, that's it. Yeah, to yeah, do yeah. what we had to do. Right. And um, we did that for three years. We toured. Okay. Uh, little did I know how big we had got. Because all on the East Coast, they were talking about us. Because mm -hmm. we were engaged in getting Mandela out. Mm. And we got so big that we became spokespersons. Okay. On the, on the system, to our credit, we had a director named Luther James who made us. <laughs> made mean, us. We had to read that <laughs> Christian Science Monitor. It was the only paper that would tell us what was going on with the black folk mm. in South Africa. We had to listen to the interviews of John Connie and Winston and Shona. I had to learn how to be a South African and not a black man. Mm. By that, I simply mean when they ask them, man, you guys outnumber the white man 200 to 1 here. Mm -hmm. Why do you tolerate this? And John said, you've got it all wrong, David. David Frost was mm -hmm. there. You see, we're not, they're South Africans just like us. Mm -hmm. We're not mad at them. Mm -hmm. We just want that system, this passbook sure. thing taken sure. down. Mm -hmm. Now that right away, this ain't race-based. This is about it, the system. Mm -hmm. But they weren't angry at the white. Now that, now that right away took an adjustment. Right, sure. right. But I said, so I get it, I get it. So at any rate, we, by the <clears> time now, I'm coming into Hollywood. Okay. We finished the three-year tour. Avery's now done. In the second year, he did Othello. He was brilliant. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, because this was the first time doing it. He was mm -hmm. young, mm -hmm. needed more time to grow. Okay. But for that time, mm -hmm. and with that instrument, mm -hmm. he was quite good. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> there's a little side story. They wanted us to come back the second year, so they came to me and they said, John, what do you want to do next year? Mm. I, guys, I don't know what I want to do, but I knew Avery was going to be doing it. I said, well, shit, let me play Iago. I heard that. Since you asked. So Jerry said, well, how are we going to do that? I said, well, the way I see it, we fought in the wars together. We both got black, black guys. And when we get back, he puts a white man over me. Seems like a cinch to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seems like I could get really mad at him for mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a different subtext mm -hmm. to the story now. Exactly. Uh -huh. I said, we could take out a few of those lines. 
Mm-hmm. You always we can cut, you know. And we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, while we were on the road, I was talking. I started researching the role, getting learned. Well, there was a white guy there named Denny Art. He was the big star of Ashland and mm-hmm. the Oregon Shakespeare. Came to our house. Because, you know, we were the big motherfuckers now. <laughs> so he comes to our house. He said, John, he said, what's this shit about you the only one reading for Iago? <laughs> and then it's, you know, it's the white mm-hmm. boy. I said, that's the shit. Denny, so you've done every role in the fucking captain. What the fuck you talking No, no. He said, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I got to read for that. Mm. I said, you've done every role in the fucking cannon, man. Give a brother a break. <laughs> no, fuck that. Mm-mm. This motherfucker goes to the producer's house. They're tight. Mm-hmm. Takes him some fish. <laughs> they have a couple of martinis mm-hmm. together. And then he tells the, the producer, I won't direct that piece I'm supposed to direct unless I get that role. Mm. So now they got to come to me and tell me I don't have that role. Mm. I kind of got it in me. Mm-hmm. So at any rate... Um, I have to accept this. You see what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is a matter of power, guys. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. guy got the power. And uh, I wound up <laughs> I wound up playing Lance in Two Gentlemen of Verona. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get further away from Iago mm-hmm. than that. But at any rate, um, nonetheless, all right. So we finish our season up. Now, I, I have a woman then in San Francisco, and I'm living in the Bay Area. And Avery comes finishes up and he comes he comes up to the San Francisco and he comes to get me mm-hmm. and he says listen I got an apartment down in Los Angeles you come down we'll share it mm. oh shit that's music to my ears too mm-hmm. so yeah good idea so uh, wish that's what brought us here but guys we were so full of ourselves <laughs> having achieved this in the theater <laughs> we were really, really full of yeah. ourselves and it was the best thing that could have happened for us because in you Hollywood, need to come to L.A. with your you confidence. You got to come right. to L.A. full yeah. of yourself. Right. Fill up mm-hmm. right. on yourself. Before We're you going to get to that yeah. in a real way. <laughs> we got about 20 late. minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, we were so full of ourselves that we thought none of you niggas knew shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we the only motherfuckers <laughs> know. <laughs> and guess what? We were working as soon as we got here. I, mm-hmm. was, I had a job three days after I got to town. Okay. Because the first time after. I think the first time I saw you on TV, because um, I'd seen you in various parts as you know mm-hmm. a lot of really good character acting, but I think the one that stood out was like, oh, that's that guy. It was from uh, In the Heat of Night. Yeah, I was oh. about you to play, the Heat of Night. You, you, remember, you yeah. played Eugene's daddy, mm-hmm. that's right. and you had like a three. And I was like, I, when I used to watch that, I was like, God, I wish they would have like like mm-hmm. your character like somehow got out and you could like because it's such those that those He's episodes rich, were so good and yeah, just mm-hmm. that whole. The whole triangle with the... You're going to love this. Oh, God, I love You're that. You're going to love this. All of it was written for me by, really? by Carol O'Connor. What? Wrote all of my shit. Wow. Those episodes you saw me in, he wrote them. Wow. With his ghost naming. See, that makes really? the difference. And that might make those, those stand out. No, 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 no. I'm glad you brought this uh, up. Wow. Because we've now jettisoned ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That character... I auditioned for it like everybody else. Because he told me this, Carol. Mm-hmm. He said, when you came on screen, I stopped the camera after into your audition, mm-hmm. called Denise Nicholas. said, come, come see. I think I found your husband. 
mm. ex-husband, because mm. that's what he was. Right. What he was setting up, he knew it was going to take him three seasons, mm. three or four seasons, to establish a relationship with Denise that was so solid, his mm. friends, mm -hmm. he could marry her. Right. But I was the reason that pushed her. You remember the very first episode right. when I come in. And at the end of the episode, she falls into him. Mm -hmm. But let me fast forward to that brilliant God, brilliant Catholic, Carol. He, I was doing my first episode, <laughs> and I had a moment with him where they've just informed me that my son's in the hospital, and, and I'm coming out, they're taking me back to the cell. Mm -hmm. And so I see Carol, and I say to, we stop, we look at each other, and I say, I thought the sheriff, usually told the sad stories. Mm. And he said, I thought sweets could do it a little better. I took a beat. I said, you couldn't face me, could you? He said, couldn't mm. and won't. Mm -hmm. And he turned around and walked away. Well, for me, I went, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't say that. I just kind of, mm-hmm, fuck with me. Grabbed mm -hmm. right John, he runs over to me. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. I said, I don't know. I feel like there's a little victory here. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, we're not going to see that. <coughs> we're going to cut on Carol. As soon as Carol says, we're going to cut, and that's going to be it. We don't need all of that. <laughs> Just like that. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the guy. I don't see him. Mm -hmm. Carol says, psst, psst. <laughs> to the director. <coughs> psst. Whatever he said to him. Mm -hmm. director runs back over to me. <laughs> he says, John? Listen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we, we, okay. He says, I missed it. I, I see what you, I see, what, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because just those three arcs of the story, you know, and just that little bit of time, mm -hmm. just your performance in there, there was so much weight yes. to the scenes. Even yes. with Denise Nicholas, when she comes in and, and, and sees you. Just and That beautiful oh, scene at the, the fence with yes. her. Yes. Wasn't that stunning? Yes. Me and her at the fence. Mm -hmm. What a what an honor it was for me to work with her because mm -hmm. she's such a brilliant actress. Right. But it was like one of those shows where one there were a lot of black characters Ooh, mm -hmm. and lots of different types That's of black right. characters. It was one of the first real and diverse, nuanced shows, yeah. performances mm -hmm. and Guys. stuff. You know, and and just just the weight of those those characters. Yes. And that's why mm -hmm. I wish, like, God, I wish this character, like, we could have met you sooner. I could have had you on there a little bit longer because there was such Well, such he wanted presence. to. Yeah. What he had planned to do with Vic Glendon. Well, if his character hadn't arrived that place in the first place, we wouldn't be in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, now I left it up if to you. If brother had hey, got listen. his stuff together. I, 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 left, I left it up to you to figure it out, but obviously you didn't get it. <laughs> the guy was blackmailed into that. Right. He was already in Florida. He was already in They some got trouble. my son in this shit. Right, mm -hmm. right. That's how they got me in it. Mm -hmm. I was the only one who knew how to get in that warehouse. Right, right. right. I was the most powerful nigga in the town. Right. But at New Orleans, this is what was right. in script and they ran me out because the guy said I was sleeping with a white woman mm -hmm. but th this actors you have to use your brains when you dissect a script the writer writes it but you got to bring your brain right. into it you have to bring and bring some logic it. up in right. this shit right. <laughs> now, I, I so got, you need something to say some lines flat okay. right. You know? right. I got the job because I never believed he was guilty of anything. Now, it was written that he gets busted, that mm -hmm. was somebody killed. 
I never believed he was. I said, this guy then got roped into something. Right. I, none of this is in the script. Right. It, I had to figure it out, and that's exactly what was going on. It's kind of like what um, what I remember uh, years ago when I watched um, oh what was it um, Kramer versus Kramer, mm -hmm. and the situation where Meryl Streep had said that she had created her own inner world for mm -hmm. the character that no one else knows about. Right. And one of the things I remember from watching, like I think it was one of the documentaries about it, where she says that she, from that character. She had made up the backstory that she had never loved Dustin Hoffman's character in the first place. Mm -hmm. And therefore, she had fed trap. But none of us knew that. Right. But because she had created this inner right. life for the character, mm -hmm. that performance, yes. that subtext sure. yes. comes out. Yes. So when you're saying that, yes. you know what, I brought this thing where yes. I knew he, he was roped into it and mm -hmm. he wasn't whatever. Mm -hmm. Even though we, the audience, mm -hmm. don't know all that, you brought that mm -hmm. to that's the what performance. I, well, then, if that's the case. But let me share this with you because mm -hmm. you'll love this. I went to Carol, the second episode, when you know, I go in and out of his office, mm -hmm. I'm like that. <laughs> a, you know, I'm an uppity yeah, nigga yeah. anyway. <laughs> He's still what? hustling <laughs> like that. Look. <laughs> no, you know what, really, guys, honestly, this is a collaboration in the family, so mm -hmm. I don't put anybody up above anybody. Director directs, I act. Mm -hmm. By the way, I get last final say-so on the acting. The director can give me a note, sure. and I can consider it. <laughs> but I can also say, you know what, I, I, I can't do that. I don't, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm well within my rights to do that. Mm -hmm. I understand my role mm -hmm. as an actor. Mm -hmm. That's all I do. I don't do your job mm -hmm. or the lighting man's job or the writer's job. Mm -hmm. You guys are writers. Mm -hmm. so I'm a director too. Wasn't and it? a director. Mm -hmm. I was doing an episode of Gabriel's Fire and um, with a brilliant actress named Janet McLaughlin. She's mm -hmm. passed on now. And the writers had written, uh, we go to Chicago. Uh, James Earl is on the Oprah Winfrey show. Well, James Earl used to go with my wife. I'm a, I'm a doctor in this mm -hmm. thing. We all come for Thanksgiving at my mother's house. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I go to see, do whatever I got to do in this. And she calls the Oprah show, finds James Earl, and they have lunch together. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they're walking, they walk back to the hotel, and then they get the opening, you get to the door, and they stop, and they look at each other, and we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and you hear me, hey, honey, something. Mm -hmm. And the camera cuts to me with the, my two sons mm -hmm. coming up the hallway. And uh, I know who this guy is, and I know their relationship. So I come in, we introduce one another and so forth, and uh, small talk. And then he is awkward, so he says, I, I'm going to go ahead and leave. He starts to walk away. I look at the wife. Excuse me, Gabriel. He says, uh, said, uh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? He says, uh, I said, why don't you come have dinner with us? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I sort of, I'll get back to you mm -hmm. in the evening. Next day I come in, the scene's gone. <laughs> so Janet runs to me. She said, John, that beautiful scene when you come in with the boys, it's gone. I said, you're kidding. What do you mean? She said, yeah, they cut it out. <laughs> she said, John, we got to say something. Mm -hmm. Now listen to this, black man. <laughs> now, yeah. Because uh, I want you to hear this. Right. I said, yeah, we are going to say something about it. But I've already figured in my mind, well, now you can't say nothing to white folks. <laughs> and you sure can't tell the boss nothing. <laughs> now I didn't figure this out immediately. So when I walk in the room, I position myself, I look, I spot the two directors, and I go and sit next to them. Mm -hmm. 
Janet sits a couple of guys over. Janet raises her hand after we read through the script. Excuse me, the scene with John and I. Yeah, we were, uh, we were running long, babe. We had to move on. Uh, next. <laughs> Rest her on. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. he said it. We mm-hmm. were running long. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sometimes explaining a goddamn thing to you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the balls. He's mm-hmm. the balls. So now it, the guy gets around to me. Mm-hmm. I say, excuse me, can I say something? <laughs> yeah, John, please. I turn to my actors. I mean, my writers. And I say, guys, I'm so sorry they took that out. I do lots of episodic, and never do I run across the kind of writing you guys have done here. I'm so sorry it had to be sacrificed. The producer says, John? Yes, sir? I say, you know the scene where she calls and sets up the lunch with Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. What about if I put you in that scene, (laughs) and you make the thing, and then you guys talk about it? I say, can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> like it was his idea. Like, that's can you do that? <laughs> of course I can do it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I go on about my business. Uh-huh. God is so great that uh, shortly thereafter, James Earl walks in the room. I had done Atlanta child murders with him, mm-hmm. so we knew each other. God, that was such a good Wasn't mm-hmm. that good? And I was good in that mm. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You're so humble, dude. You're so humble. <laughs> listen, listen, l- let me clarify. The character they gave me, Toro Chombe, had started the uh, bat mm-hmm. patrol. We were patrolling the neighborhood with our bats. Oh, oh, okay. But they wrote this guy, Hilliard, mm-hmm. based on a brother I had seen on 60 Minutes. He had been to Harvard Law School or something, and he got arrested in La Jolla for loitering. He was testing this thing out. Oh, I remember him because I remember uh, light skinned brother. Yeah, dreads. Yes, because hmm. we used to talk about this all the time, and like he would just walk in. Because didn't he do it up in Beverly Hills too? Like somewhere yes, there? exercising his rights. <sighs> but they wrote See, this character mm-hmm. based on him. Right. They couldn't use his name. That's right. why I was Toro Chombe. Right. Okay. But I knew who he. was. Right. Mm-hmm. So when they gave me those words, they were rich and delicious. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to act a fucking thing. <laughs> the passion was right. so strong. You hear that, writers? Okay. You write some words that are delicious. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Compelling. You, Compelling. Put, you put that roux <laughs> in that gumbo. That's right. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? Well, without you guys, we don't have it. Right, right. But, I mean, that's the thing. When... It's well written. I I can do less work, right? Because you move me with the words, and right. so I don't have to act. Mm-hmm. This ain't you about can just acting. Be, yeah. The first thing they teach you when you study Stanislavski, this is about being. Yeah. You got to be the motherfucker. Right. <laughs> uh, to come back to something we were talking a little earlier, if you've already got Denzel, it doesn't matter how good looking John Wesley is. He ain't gonna get a shot. <laughs> Unless he knows how to do other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where his training comes in from mm-hmm. Shakespeare, where right, he learned right. how to play all these different right, guys. Right. That's where it all comes. That's why I go back to Eric. That was my real teacher. Because mm-hmm. he taught me how to character act mm-hmm. so that I could be somebody else a little bit. Right. And that's why I, t- I told John every time, <laughs> we talk a lot now, every time I talk to you and I go, oh my God, I was on the phone 
talking to John, I was talking to some producer, and they're like, oh my God, the character actor John Wesley? Like, everybody Everybody knows, because he's in everything. Oh, the character actor, oh, he's in everything. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Well, before we run out of time, though, because yeah. John, you wrote a book, right? Yes. With, with our, one of our, with our, one of our great Icons. ones. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into that. And, uh, we might have to have you back to finish some oh, more. Oh, we have, yes. No doubt. No we doubt. have to have, because there's so yeah. much good stuff, like, oh yeah. God. Yeah, sure. Mm. But there's lots of game in what we talked about. Mm-hmm. But let's get into the to the book a little bit. If okay, you don't mind. the book. I'm glad we're here. <laughs> We've jettisoned quite a bit, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> we won't forget. <laughs> I've had the honor, absolute honor and pleasure of serving. Robert Guillaume had a stroke. Mm-hmm. You 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 don't know where God is going to move you, but wherever He puts you, that's where you're supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. it's all temporary. You're just moving through. Mm-hmm. You know, when you read the Bible, it says, so it came to pass. It never says it came to stay. <laughs> that's that's us. Okay. I love how he said that. Okay. <laughs> that's what's that. That's mm-hmm. us as mm-hmm. human beings. Mm-hmm. We're in constant motion. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, um, Robert is my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I married a woman named Candy Brown and she, her sister, Donna Brown, Guillaume. And so I married into the family. Okay. But can I backpedal just to say? Sure. Mm-hmm. 1983, July, I get a job. I got here in January. July, I get a job on Benson with the Robert Guillaume. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't really know the brother, but I said, this is a brother here who doesn't embarrass me. Mm. In fact, he makes me feel kind of proud because mm-hmm. he don't take no shit off of white folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'll look you in your eye and tell you just what the fuck he talking about. Right. <laughs> So basically, he really was Benson from Soap. And yeah. that his personality was Love. just, this is how it is. Uh-huh. Well, guys, I have to share this with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm so blessed. When Robert got the job, it was in New York, and they called him, his agent called him and said, they want to see you for this role in this thing, Soap. We don't think you're right for it. Some white <laughs> little guy. But, uh, so Robert, God bless his heart, got the script, read it, and unlike an actor like me, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm mediocre and he's huge. Hashtag no John. <laughs> this guy takes the script and immediately reads it and says what he is not going to. There'll be no shuffling, <laughs> no eyeballing. Wow. All that shit mm-hmm. he had seen, step and fetch it, and all them guys wow. do coming yeah. up. Right. There'll be none of that. I'm going to look these folks in the face, and I'm going to talk normally. Hmm. This was radical. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. And totally uplifting our people. Mm-hmm. He was not, like me, going to do anything to embarrass our people. Mm-hmm. And what he was really doing was moving before pre-Obama and Will mm-hmm. Smith, mm-hmm. moving a black man into a place of iconic nature mm-hmm. right. that everybody loves him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because why? He seems fair-minded. Right. He's actually quite moral. Mm-hmm. He's a, has a straight moral compass, mm-hmm. Catholic. Mm-hmm. And he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, God moved me to him and family. And in 79, he gets the stroke. So I went through from the time of the stroke. I was right next to him while he was going, kind of going through it. And from that point on, he became my responsibility. Wow. That is to say, I started serving him. Wow. From then on, mm-hmm. we've been traveling together and mm-hmm. on the road and mm-hmm. so forth. Cicely Tyson said this the other day on the 
Queen Latifah show. They said, mm -hmm. if you were advising young people, what would you tell them? And she said, moving me to tears, she said, yeah. she said, I would advise them to get around an older person, oh God, someone yeah. wise, yes. who can teach them things that they mm -hmm. want. Yeah. That's Robert. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, um, uh, I guess about 11 years ago, I was visiting him out at the actor's home. He'd moved out there. And I, I, we were I wanted to see how much damage the stroke had done to his brain. Mm -hmm. We were just having dialogue, as we always had. And I began to, for the first time, hear him and listen to him, not debate mm -hmm. with him mm -hmm. intellectually, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. And I started hearing all this brilliant <coughs> shit coming out. God damn. Mm -hmm. I, said, I said, Bob, we, we got to get this, man. We got, we got to get this. These brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. Preserve it and put it down. Mm -hmm. So I went and bought me a little cheap tape thing mm -hmm. that I could hold in my hand and wrote down a few questions. Mm -hmm. That's how the book started. We wow. started working mm -hmm. on a book. It's called Take a Look at Yourself, mm -hmm. Secrets and Musings by Robert Yeung, wow. narrated by John Wesley. Wow. But what I started out to do was to write a handbook for people of color mm -hmm. who are trying to negotiate Hollywood. Yes. Wow. But here's what happened, guys. <laughs> I, you know, I'm getting sick of myself because <laughs> <laughs> I keep coming back to here's me. <laughs> but we're talking about you. We're you talking about you. you I know, guys, but I can't tell you how ridiculously hard. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a good time, and uh, I don't want to be involved. So. Uh, Nothing yes. game. <laughs> but really, guys, um, I started hearing. Said, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what happened was we started. Started interviewing him. Mm -hmm. When a, an intelligent man, so-called educated man, asks a wise man mm -hmm. a question, which might be a linear question, his answer is going to be enlightening mm -hmm. and usually inclusive. Right. Because that's the way he is. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This book, <laughs> we are attacking white folk. <laughs> <laughs> I go, you are not, John. That would not be like you to be attacking. I, I don't You're just to. giving some information that needs things that need to be said. Are you informing or are you attacking? You, you, Let's get it clear informing. for the white folks listening. Listen, y'all. Hashtag listen. That's all when it is. Robert Guillaume opens his mouth and he don't deal in race like me. Mm -hmm. But the shit that comes out is so empowering. Mm -hmm. The title of the book is called Take a Look at Yourself, mm -hmm. okay. based on the premise that, uh, and I'm now adding my own spiritual spin, God has vested each and every one of us with a gift. Get in touch with it. Get comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. You probably make a very, very good living at it. I've gotten very comfortable and I'm very proud to be an actor. Mm -hmm. I've had a marvelous career. I've run into no shit mm -hmm. in my career, mm -hmm. none. Um, I've only come to understand 
Michael Jackson says, if you want some change, look in the mirror. <laughs> now, if he would, now, if he would have added that, uh-huh. that motherfucker, at the end of that, <laughs> really we could have had a remix to that <laughs> song. <laughs> See? But those words are prophetic yes. and wise. Right. If I want to instigate some change, I've got to start here. And that's what Robert is saying, too. But what he really is saying is that uh, you are so authentic. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. We just need you to be yeah. honest yeah. with us. Be mm-hmm. the real you. This so-called acting, you don't need to do any of that. <laughs> Read the script as writ. Mm-hmm. You are the interpreter. Mm-hmm. Bring it through the prism of your own honesty. Right. Mm. That guy that you talked about, Vic Glendon, mm-hmm. the reason he was, I was being totally honest with him. You mm-hmm. couldn't. You knew that was me. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing no acting. Mm-hmm. I did s- mention to you guys that I said to Carol, no, I didn't. I said to Carol O'Connor one day, mm-hmm. Carol, I notice you hire more black people here than the black shows themselves. Okay, right. Archie Bunker, y'all. Okay. <laughs> okay. I said, you trying to apologize for that guy. I sure did. And you know what he said? What did he say? He didn't even take a breath. That's right. Really? I'm telling you, he was a beautiful man. There's a couple of beautiful people I just Mm -hmm. want to mention Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. Michael Landon. Mm -hmm. These guys, and I say this because we all have a moral compass, Mm -hmm. and I recognize mine in them. Sure. Vidal Sassoon. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping a couple of names on you guys, not to name drop. Mm-hmm. These are some of the most beautiful human beings okay. I have met along the way. Priscilla Presley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This will blow you away. Now, now, y'all know you're talking to a black man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a party at Vidal's house one night, and I'm eavesdropping on Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I'm eavesdropping on Priscilla. He got 20-20 hearing, y'all. Okay. That's right. <laughs> and she's discussing something political with this guy, mm-hmm. and everything that she's saying, she's from Tennessee, some mm-hmm. fucking place, I'm totally agreeing with is what yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I was kind of blown away by that. Mm-hmm. You think she'd be in a red state over there? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I realized where I was. Vidal invited people to his house who were liberals, radicals, Uh, had consciousness, awareness. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of people he surrounded himself Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And you didn't have to have a fame or a place. Mm -hmm. Everybody loved me because I'm there serving Robert, pushing him around in a wheelchair, whatever I have to do Mm -hmm. to get him comfortably seated. And so I've picked up a whole other group of individuals who don't give a shit about my acting. <laughs> they see the human being. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling very blessed that God chose me mm-hmm. to do this because mm-hmm. he's taught me so much in our conversations. Sure. When I first met him, we are 20 years different. Mm-hmm. So I thought when we would debate about <laughs> any number of issues that it was a, you know, it was a thing, yes, your generation, motherfucker, this generation, yeah, we <laughs> said black is beautiful. Right. When he uh-huh. said black is ugly, you, I was growing up, black was ugly. Oh, <laughs> right, <go>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing, y'all, who I was talking to. Mm-hmm. I came to know that I had run into, in a way, one of the most militant black men, not in the sense of race-hating. Mm-hmm. Right. 
because people always misconstrue that. Yeah, they always that, think you, you reverse, know, no, <laughs> you know, you're racist. Well, you're just giving <laughs> yourself some agency that had been taken away for years, right. and you just speak on all right. who you are. And when right. you recognize that authenticness you're in people, right. people right. respect it. They don't yeah. see it as a negative. It's like when I see beautiful Irish people or you know yeah. Italian people, mm-hmm. and yes. like, yeah, you know what? I respect that because mm-hmm. I appreciate the culture, and you are embracing who you are yes. and where you come mm-hmm. from. Yes. Just that happens when black people do it. People get a little <laughs> nervous. Well, well, you know, we you get, we're up in the <laughs> uh, For the actors out there, um, I found something that worked for me very nicely. Uh, I was I was always a little little nervous before I'm going into the audition, mm. right? But the lesson I learned was, no matter what was happening to me, when I walk in the room, I share it right. with the people in the room. Right. Uh, my first job I got, it was hot in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I had a suit on. <laughs> and I was reading for a, uh, uh, it was a, a guy named Ed Zwick, fam- famous director. Yes. It was his first piece. It was a thing called Special Bulletin. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was reading, Bern- I was Bernard Frost, RBS News. And I was on, anyway, so I walk into the room at the callback, because I had read with the casting director, mm-hmm. three days in town. And the place had six or seven producers and so forth mm-hmm. sitting there. I'm sweating from mm-hmm. the heat. Mm-hmm. I, got this, <laughs> I got this goddamn suit on. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, what do I do? I walk right in and go, God damn, it's hot, isn't it? I say to this group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say, John, uh, you okay? Mm-hmm. I said, well, guys, you been outside? <laughs> so I parked my car five blocks up the street and I got to walk here. She said, mm-hmm. get him some water here and so forth and such and such. I was trying to relax myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find a way to relax. Because I can't, you can't be honest unless you're relaxed. Sure. So all I'm saying is that if you came and you just walked the dog, dog pooped upside the tree. Mm-hmm. John, guess what? I did my dog shit all over the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> That's a way of opening right. a conversation mm-hmm. with me. Right. I learned that word. Humanizes you too. Right. Mm-hmm. It worked my whole career. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to me, mm-hmm. I oh. bring it in the room. You use it. I, I use it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. W- when are you going to write your book about you? Actually, I've kind of got, I started writing a one-man play. Mm. Oh, okay. I wanted to cover from the age of five up to 67. Mm. I w- wouldn't go that long, but <laughs> that's three, three or four plays. Mm. <laughs> But uh, no, I've been thinking, for my daughter's sake, right. I wanted to leave who their father is. Yeah, mm. because I think that is so important, especially for black performers and artists, is because one of my favorite documentaries is the one with uh, Bea Richards. Mm, I loved it. Loved and her. where she, and it was like a clarion call for mm. us. And I think a lot of times mm. we don't take the time to listen to our elders, because I think that information mm. you guys have is so, it's so vital. It's so necessary, yeah. you know, and we, we need that. You know, that's why, and Robert writes it brilliantly, why he thought mm-hmm. we should write this book. Is the book available for, yes, for it's Robert? On Amazon. It's, on, it's on Amazon? Now. Okay. Mm-hmm. On, we just, just say, let's say the title of the book, and you're not going to wrap it's it up. It's called um, Take a Look at Yourself, Secrets and Musings by Robert Guillaume, narrated by John Wesley. It's over at Amazon. Oh, yeah. You can get it now because we okay. just published on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's you know, I got to get we'll, my copy. We'll, we'll start. <clears throat> probably we just met with a publicist and we'll start the start. We're starting to plan the tour. Okay. But uh, 
and I don't know how much time I've got left, but one of the things we're going to be doing, that we're not interested in two celebrities sitting up telling you guys stories. <laughs> we're going to come in with the book, but it's a ruse, guys. Mm. We want to have a conversation with you all. Mm. What's going on with you? Right. That's why we're going to be there. Oh God! I can we will be this. reading from the book. Mm-hmm. But we're going to let the audience know, if you need to say something, raise your hand <laughs> right. and come on in. We'll stop right. and engage you. Right. We want to start in the South because our brothers and sisters have been fucked over down sure, this, sure. mashed out of existence, so <laughs> to speak. Mm-hmm. So we want to start in the South on the East Coast and work our way up to the cities. We'll okay. get to the press club, if mm-hmm. you will, because he got it like that. Mm-hmm. True that. <clears throat> you know, we are so fortunate to have him. He is, truly is an icon. Mm-hmm. And we are so fortunate. And I'm glad we did this book so y'all will get to know who the real oh, I'm Robert Dillon is. Yeah, no definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But look, on that note, Kay. thank you so much, John. This was fun. John, John we're going to have to have you come back again. Yeah, yeah. This was fun. Well, yeah. I live five minutes up the street. Oh, so my God. So y'all can get yeah. me okay. anytime. Yeah, we're definitely going to have you back yes. again. We're gonna have to we have to end it because our next guest is okay. Fabulous. So, but look, thank you again, John. Mm, this was great. I hope you listeners got a lot of game. Mm. We're gonna have to have you back because I want to talk mm. about Martin and like yes. all that stuff. Yes. We got to go in. So it'll be a part two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. no. We, we must do that because I got to talk about Martin. Yeah, yes. definitely. I fell yes. in love with him. Yeah, yes. no doubt. So. Lisa, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, and you can also find me over at Bitchflix. So you can just Google Bitchflix, where <laughs> I talk about film and film criticism and all that great stuff. That's what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest, and uh, I am on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. Um, you guys can find the show on Twitter, at ScreenwritersRR. <clears throat> if you'd like to email us or send us anything to me or Lisa, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. So again, thank you so much. The... Mm. The freaking wonderful, <laughs> legendary, you, brilliant. You're a legend, just like just like Robert is. I'm gonna give you that. A righteous you black know? man, black on you know purpose. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> I was about to say Robert Gill. <laughs> John Wesley, y'all. That's what's up. Thank you. So, um, Lisa, thank you guys. Yes. So do me a favor. Keep it street. Keep it opinionated. And keep it what? One hundred. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Nice. Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it and anybody can get it No limit, we get to kill it, you tuning in to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping, any topic, even the random I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare room